0: Windows ZS Lifebridge, Fridge, how you doing? Windows DS Lifebridge, Fridge, how you doing? <laughs> there you go. That's Lifebridge. Fridge. Wait, give me a second. That's what it looks like. <laughs> I like messing with you guys. You guys, um, <laughs> icebreaker, just so I can feel comfortable, just joking. I'm um, so glad to be here this morning with you. Um, we've been praying for you all this week for God to be able to speak into your lives. You guys ready for, for this this morning? Um, if you've got somebody next to you, just say, hey, how's it going? Uh, how about you do that? Just say, like, hey. Say, like, hey, how's it going? Now, if you're a single guy and there's a single girl, they're like, hey, how you doing? I'm so glad to be here this morning. It's a privilege every single time I get to uh, be here with you um, to be able to preach God's word. It's always a privilege to me. And I want to start off this message with I want to give all the glory and all the honor to Jesus Christ, my Savior. Um, And if he's your Savior um, this morning, let's just give him all the glory and all the honor this morning and say thank you, Jesus So we are in the series of Colossians. Uh, uh, Matt's brought us through uh, three of the uh, messages that he has been speaking on, and I get to speak today to you. Um, Let me just bring you in and wrap you around everything we've been talking about, um, and uh, then I'm going to step into the shoes of of somebody real quick. Uh, Well, not really quick, but later down in my message. So we have a Paul that has written a letter to the church in Colossae, Church of Colossians. And he has written this letter to them to encourage them. Um, we saw in the last previous verses that how he encourages them. He says what you've heard and what you know. And he encouraged their faith. Um, and the man that is the messenger of this letter is Epaphras that he is from the city of Colossae, and his life was transformed completely by hearing the gospel of Jesus. Um, when this, uh, how many of you here are natives of Lawnmont? Yeah? You've seen how it's changed, right? Traffic is getting even better by the minute. Um, and... <laughs> We're so, we're, we've been so spoiled, <laughs> but now it's getting crazy. But, you know, he is from Colossae, and he has received a letter, and he has made the trip all the way to Rome to see Paul, and he is seeking help because there's a lot of things happening in the culture in, in Colossae. There's a lot of different things and different thoughts coming towards the church. Now the church of Col- the Colossians has in a revival. There is a movement. God is transforming. Jesus is coming into people's lives. There is a, a, a many, many things happening in, in the church. But of course, when good things are happening, always, always, there is something that comes against us. And I want to share this with you. If you have your Bible this morning, I want you to go with me. We're in the book of Colossians, and we're going to go to chapter 1, and I'm going to be reading um, several of the verses, but I want you, and I want to encourage you that this week or today, later on, um, go home and read verse 15 through verse 24. Three. It is an amazing passage. So they, scholars say that this could have been a, a, a way of worship. It's Paul preaching in a way of, or speaking through the letter in a way of worship. How many of you guys like worship? How many of you guys like coming in and, and worshiping God? So this is what he's doing. So if you have your Bible, I want you to go with me. And I want you to go in verse 15. Look how, how he starts off right here, Paul, to the church of Colossae. He says, he is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation. How many here are the firstborn in your family? How many of you picked on your little siblings? I was one of them. (laughs) All right. Shame on you. I'll be praying for you here in a little bit. (laughs) The altar is open. You could come and receive Jesus Christ as your Savior (laughs) this morning. (laughs) My brother is 15 years older than I am. And uh, he would come and see me um, when, you know, he was older, he had his own thing. And he would come and, first thing he would do is put his hand on my face and said, the claw. It Probably took you back, right, WWE, back in the day. So I know what it is. But Paul is saying that Jesus is the first one. He is the one. He is Overall. And I, I love how he continues to share in verse 16. says, for by him, I love this, for by him, which he's talking about Jesus, by him all things were created. Things in heaven, on earth, visible or invisible. Uh, and it says here, whether thrones or power or rules or authority, all things were created by him and for him. I love this. Because I can tell you one thing, that all things were created visibly or invisibly by him and for him. See, sometimes we can see uh, ourselves with power or authority or when we have status or we have financial good, uh, we're good financially. But I'll tell you one thing, that if Jesus is not in our lives, we are empty. And when Jesus, when Paul is writing about Jesus, he's saying he is the the visible and invisible God. He is over thrones, over powers, over all things. And you will hear me this morning not do anything less but lift up the name of Jesus because that is what Paul is doing. He is sharing to the church of Colossians, he's sharing what, how powerful, how great Jesus is. And he continues saying this, and, I, and it says on the, on the next verse, it says this, and I love this. If, if you want to say amen, amen, hallelujah, Gloria, Dios, whatever you want to say, you want to jump off your seat, go for it. But this is when I was reading this, this made me go back and launch myself. Not, let's go to it. Look, watch. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Let me, let me read it again to you, because I hope, I hope you're getting where, where I want to I get you. It says, he is before all things, and in him, all things are hold together. All things. I'll tell you one thing this morning. If you are here, if you are struggling, if there's something in your life that is happening or is not yet happening in your life, I will tell you one thing. In him, all things are hold together. You might, not, you might feel like everything is falling apart around you, but in the name of Jesus and in his hands, all your life is held together. And when everything is held together through Jesus, believe me, you might not see it at the moment, but something inside tells you that it is happening. I want to put myself in the shoes of the people of Colossae, if you let me do that. As I was reading this, uh, passages, and as I was reading the book of Colossians, it hit home on me. It hit home so it, this was so real to me that I want to put myself in the shoes of the people of Colossae. So, I was born here in Colorado, born in Longmont, but at the age of five years old, my parents decide they're going to sell their stone company and Lions and we're moving to Mexico. And you probably already heard this, not all of it, but I want to take you there for a little bit. When we thought, when my parents thought that everything was successful, that had everything under control, things took a turn in their lives. We end up in Mexico. I end up in a school. I I, I remember kindergarten in Lyons. We had cookies and naps. Jesus was there. <laughs> now I'm in the school system in Mexico. Jesus is not there. <laughs> He's not there. Chain link fences around the school look like a military prison, <laughs> and I'm like, we're, "We're getting a nap? We're getting no, no naps." And we we're, we're there. We thought we had everything together. But we were so far away of having everything. Epaphras received a word from Paul about Jesus that changed his life. Completely changed his life. He was not the same man that left from Colossae. He is not the same man coming back to Colossae. And he starts preaching about Jesus to the people of his city. Revival, like I said, transformation, all of this is happening in this city. But now there's different ideas, there's different thoughts, there's different people speaking that Jesus is only human. But yeah, he is used by God, but he is not God. And, and there's all these w- different ways of thinking Epaphras in his heart is broken. He goes to Paul. Paul gives him the letter and he kicks off this way. Paul to the church says, hey, he is the first one. He is, has powers, authority. He is the visible and an invisible God. He is the one that's holding everything together. So we are in Mexico. We think we have everything together. But we go to the next year and the years past in, in our lives one day my oldest two sisters, my oldest sisters came from being somewhere. They were invited and they came into the house. And I remember my mom saying, where were you? They said, we were at a church. Like, what are you doing at a church? It's like, I don't know, mom, but we just received Jesus in our hearts. Man, it's taking me back. You're going to see a picture of me and you're going to notice me right away. I'm the one with the big head. Jesus has come into their lives. And my mom's like, she could see that through their eyes. And she goes. Five years old, my sister, my youngest sister is two years younger than I am. We're sitting in this church. It's made out of brick. It's only 100 square feet. Wind comes through the walls and it's not the Holy Spirit. It is cold. Wind is coming through it. This is us at this church. 90% 90% of them are pastors in Mexico. It might have been cold in there. The wind, you could feel it come through. But man, there was a warmth in that place because there was a living God inside of it. Remember this when we were growing up because it transformed our lives. My mom came out of that church with a smile on her face My sisters couldn't believe. Just imagine this. This is the first time we've heard of Jesus. That's why I put myself in the shoes of the people of Colossae. It's the first time they've heard. Now, when they're in the church and there's this revival, there's a lot of things happening. For us, it was the same thing. It was the first time knowing about Jesus. Isn't that amazing? I don't know about you, but uh, my kids are privileged because they have been born in anointed uh, diapers. <laughs> they, they, not like me that I didn't know about God. And this is the first time I have experienced this love. And now that we were, we were broken, now we're coming together. Things are changing. We are being healed. We're being transformed. There's revival. There's happiness. There's all these things happening in our lives. And we're like, yes, Jesus. And I'll tell you one thing this morning, Jesus is my all, he's my center, he's my love, he's my power, he's the one that holds me, he's the one that directs me, he's the one that's with me. And the most important thing, he's the one that keeps everything together in my life. And I bet you one thing, he's doing the same thing in your life today. He is holding everything together even though you might not see it. So we're in the church. Church was only a couple square feet, 100 square feet big. Metal windows; they didn't even well the frames because they didn't have windows. Poverty. People sick, people broken. Wood benches, cold, hot, everything. But there was this man speaking on a pulpit about Jesus except for one person in my family. My father would get upset because we were going to church. He would get so angry. He said, you guys are being brainwashed. We're going against the flow of that time. And he would come up, and every time he had this green Ford F-150, extended cab, it was like a 79, 80, huge truck with a big old horse on the hood. Don't ask him, I don't know, I'm still figuring that one out, you know, <laughs> mud flaps. And he would sit outside because the door of the church, the entrance, there was only, there was only that door to go in and go out, that, that was it. And he would stop outside and honk his horn and honk and honk. And ushers would come out and say, Mr. Pablo, we're almost done. Church, when I grew up, it was four hours. (laughs) Literally, it was four hours. And when this was happening, he would honk and honk his horn. And he would like, I want him out. I want him to come out. I want him right now. And he, and he would take us out. He would scream at my mom all the way home. But no matter what he said or what he did was not going to change what was happening in our lives. And I want you to understand that this morning. When Paul is speaking to the church saying, this is who Jesus is in your life. No matter what you're hearing, no matter what's coming or what they're saying, stay firm. Stay firm. It wasn't a week that my dad did that. It wasn't a month that he did that. It wasn't a year that he did that. He did that for six years. Many of us would say, yeah, okay, that's it, I'm done. I'm done with this. I cannot do this. But when Jesus comes to your life, there's no turning back. And I want to take you there when you were broken, when you were lost, when you were unknown, that nobody would give a peanut for you or for me. He did. And that's why I love this so much, speaking about that name that is above all names. Giving him the glory and the honor because that's what he's done in my family. It's what we've heard and what we've known. It's the first time we hear about Jesus. Jesus is coming into our lives. six years, my dad would come up every single time, would, would tell the ladies that would come visit my mom for, for prayer time or small groups, she would, he would tell them to leave the house. And for six years, that was happening It wasn't until 1990, my my parents get a phone call from here in Longmont. My sister was in a car accident. On Highway 66, it was icy, and her her car got in the middle of the other lane coming. The car hit her straight on and cut the car in half. She was in a coma. She went flying out of the car. My mom gets on the plane from San Antonio, Texas, and flies all the way up here to Denver into Longmont. The doctors are saying there is no hope. She's gonna be in a vegetable state. This is what's happened. This is your reality. But guess what? Jesus holds everything together. And that is the hope we have. And that's pretty much what we got. So, this is happening. Doctors saying this, they are not giving us hope for anything. Nothing. Zero. Really small percentage of, of opportunity. My sister's brain is swollen. It's, it's not going down. It's bad. Bad news. Bad news. Bad news. 1990, we're driving from Eagle Pass, Texas, up, and we stop in Amarillo, Texas, in a hotel. That man that would always come and honk that horn outside the truck now is driving. Uh, 85 Chrysler station Wagon And we're stopped at a hotel In The middle of the night, we, I couldn't sleep It's not home But I see a light Coming through that bathroom And I start listening And there's this man on his knees Saying this And I still remember it till this day Jesus If you are real Heal my daughter and I will serve you the rest of my life. That blew me away. Six years. And who holds everything together? Jesus. We get to Lawnmont. It's been a month. We're here. We get a phone call. It's a month and a week. My parents pick us up from school. And they take us to the hospital. We can't go in. My parents go in. And the doctor says to them, I don't want to keep your hopes up. She has woken up. But we don't know. We haven't spoken to her. We haven't seen her reaction. They go in. The doctor tells my sister, you know where you're at. She turns around and looks at the room and says, in the hospital. And the doctor, of course, looked like a, a deer in the middle of the road in the middle of the night. The light's is shining at his eyes it's as big as they are. That's what my dad told me. I don't know if it's true or not, but I believe him as my dad. And he's like, do you know what day it is? My sister looks at my brother-in-law and says, have you paid the rent of the apartment? That just spoke, and that was the Holy Spirit just speaking to all the guys here, because we forget everything, don't we? (laughs) They send us to the grocery store we come out with something different. That's okay. And everybody's just amazed. The doctor says, hey, no hope, she might not walk. You know, it's, (laughs) she might not walk again. A week later after that, she's walking outside of Lama United Hospital. And the name of Jesus was lifted up in that time. I want you to ask yourself two questions. Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? For us, that's all we had. We had nothing else. Things were out of our control. And when things are out of control I'm just putting myself in the in the people of Colossae. I'm just I I am I am part of that people that have come to Christ and all they have is hope. All they have is Jesus. All they have is now the the, the Christ, the Messiah, and now they're hearing these voices of negativity coming to them. And they're 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 still standing firm, they're still standing there because Paul tells them, Hey, stay firm in your faith, stay firm in your faith, continue. And he's encouraging them. And I'll tell you one thing: no matter what you've heard, no matter what is said to you, God has everything in control. He is the one that's in the middle, he's in the back, he's on your left and your right. He is Jesus, the Messiah. The 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 living God, the invisible God, now visible to us through Jesus. Amen. My dad was here this morning. My mom too. So they just showed up. <laughs> it's crazy because my dad. You talk to him. He says, "Jesus is my savior." So why is Jesus a big deal? Why? And I'll tell you why. For Fabian Vasquez, he's hold me together. He has hold me together as he's hold you together this morning. It was the first time I've heard of Jesus. I was about 12, 13 years old in this church. And the pastor with so much passion was preaching about Jesus. And he started saying, Jesus is here. Guess what I'm doing? I'm looking through the room. Well, it's not this big. It's probably like this big. So there was no way he could hide. And I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking and I see, I don't see him. He's like, Jesus is here, Jesus is doing things here. And he's talking about this. Jesus like he was literally there. I couldn't see him. But I saw my family transform. I saw my mom with a smile. I saw a broken family with hope. And I'm putting myself in the shoes of the people of Colossians. Hope is probably all they had. I grew up in a place where there was a lot of poverty. I would take off my shoes to hang out with my friends so they didn't feel bad. I heard Jesus for the first time. And I'm as passionate today as I was back then. He keeps everything together. Look what he says at the end. Verse 23. If you continue in your faith, establish and firm, not move from the hope. He held out the gospel. This is the gospel that you have heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and if what if sorry and of which I Paul have become a servant what is that that we only have in life. What is it? What makes you get up every morning and fight harder? What just what makes you come today and worship? What makes you stand firm? What makes you when everything's under control in your life, when everything's falling apart left and right in your life, what's holding you together? You might say it's you, you might say it's the knowledge you've acquired, but I tell you one thing it's not that. It is what Paul is saying to the church of Colossae. He is the firstborn, He is power over thrones, over other powers. He is Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And today I want you to do something. I want you to stand and stand firm. I want you to get up and stand firm. No matter what you hear, no matter what is coming to you, if Jesus is not involved in those conversations, put them aside and continue looking forward. Because I'll tell you one thing He is the one that has held you together. He is love, He is authority, He is Christ, the Messiah. May you stand with me and pray. (laughs) I don't know what you're struggling with today, but I'll tell you one thing. We have been praying for you all this week that you could come. Who is Jesus for you? Is he just a check mark in your box? Or is he the one that's holding you together? I didn't see Jesus that day, that church. But I did see Jesus through my family. I ain't turning back from that. Because I saw it. And I heard it. I experienced it. He is my Savior. He is my healer. He's the one that keeps me together. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we give you praise and glory. That we can leave from here today saying, Who is Jesus? Why is he such a big deal in our life? Why? Father, I pray that this morning you could come and show us that you are, that has everything together. You hold us together. Nobody showed me. I saw it. And we could pray at the end and say, Jesus, thank you. Because me, Fabian Vasquez, have seen the invisible, invisible God. In your precious name we pray.